surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About It. This is your host, Taylor, and today's episode, I'm going to be answering some of your questions and kind of just expanding on what I've been sharing on Instagram lately about Instagramming, really. Uh, So today I'm going to be joined by one of my BFFs and also probably my favorite person I have ever worked with. She's my manager, my friend, my real estate agent, my financial (laughs) advisor, my my everything. So welcome to the show, Courtney of Little Red Management. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. We literally talk on the phone every single day. um, Like, Probably helped me get through all of 2020, honestly. I don't know what I would have done, like, without our friendship and without... You know it's true. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, like, you've just been so much more than just, like, an agent or a manager. And um, we will talk a little bit about our relationship there. But, um, yeah, I'm just super excited and, and happy that you're open to doing this episode with me. So thank you. Yeah, no, I'm super excited about it. This is kind of an insight into our everyday lives. Yes. Your full-time yeah. job, even though it might not look like it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So for anyone that does follow me on Instagram, Courtney is behind most all, yeah, I guess of 2020, like literally every partnership that I do. Um, but I manage my actual page. I had someone ask me this other day of like, well, so are you the one that's posting on your Instagram? And I was like, yes, I, I, I come up with all of that. Um, unless I'm like really, really sick. That was, um, like a few months ago when I was like really sick and you helped me and logged on and posted an ad for me because we needed that to go live. But other than that, (laughs) everything, um, on there is, is that what I post? Um, but first, I want to start out with kind of how we got in contact with each other because I think people have this false sense of like when contestants get off of the show or when people get off of any kind of reality show that like they just all of a sudden are, you know, influencers now, but it really doesn't work <laughs> like that. Um, so I'd love for you to share a little bit of kind of how we met and um, yeah, yeah, how we met. <laughs> The honest version. Yeah, like, which way? (laughs) (laughs) The first version and then the second version. (laughs) Well, no. So, I mean, I I have been wanting to be in this industry for a while with helping sort of brand, I want to say influencers, but I guess they weren't influencers yet, brand people once they come off a television show. I think when you come off, you're all of a sudden have – maybe 10,000 followers, maybe 2 million followers, maybe upwards of that. And I think it can be really scary coming off a show and not really knowing what to do. And I wanted to be that person that people can go to right off a show and be like, what do I do? How do I answer these emails? What do I do with my social media? How much Mm -hmm. do I charge? Yep. 
what is my thing? Photographers, videographers, like just websites, just all these things, not really knowing what to do. And I wanted to be that person that people can come to and ask those questions to feel super comfortable and not just be someone that is also going to make you money. And what I mean by that is I want all of my clients and all the people that I work with to be excited about the partnerships that I bring them. And yeah, there's some, there's some that you just do to like make money and things like that. But at the end of the day, like I want someone to feel comfortable and to work with people that know that I have their best interests for them and Mm -hmm. constantly trying to figure out like how to brand you. Um, Yeah. But that's kind of a little background of how, why I got in the industry. And I started really just doing a lot of outreach. And Um, what is outreach? Sliding into the DMs. DMs. (laughs) But I still do that. Like, and people, but it's interesting. Yeah. Like what? 2017 Mm -hmm. slid into Taylor's podcast DM and offered to help because at that time, like, I literally knew nothing about the world and just wanted to, honestly, I don't know, I guess, like, help people for free slash, like, learn a little bit slash, like, befriend people. Yeah. Um, and she ignored me. She was too good for me. I didn't time. see it. <laughs> She's got a paradise. Like, I'm. it's fine. She's too cool for me. <laughs> I didn't um, see it. <laughs> And I guess, like, fast forward, like, two and a half years later, I started, um, actually, like, I fangirled of, like, everyone else in Bachelor and Big Brother. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was and, waiting uh, for it. I was like, when is she going to talk about fangirling Bachelor? <laughs> yeah. So, I, like, fangirled Bachelor, but um, I actually, like, ran into, I feel like this is how it all happened. Like, I wanted to help the I Don't Get It podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, which is also on the same network. So like, shout out, (laughs) um, let me do some like free. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And I actually reached out to one of the hosts there, kind of started getting to know her. And then like when I visited LA that year, ran into Ashley Iconetti at the Grove and like asked her all these podcast questions and social media questions. Like literally she sat down with me for like 10 minutes answering my branding questions of like, so how do you get sponsored on the podcast? Like, what is this? Which like, I'm here to answer for you now. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's kind of how I started. So then I like DM'd the other host because Ashley's like impossible to get a hold of as well. Mm -hmm. And um, Ashley like remembered me and they like Ashley, Lauren and as kind of allowed me to run their social channels and everything like that. And that's kind of how I got into, I feel like the bachelor world, the podcast world, started working for wave and helping, um, which is the network that this podcast is on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, um, got reintroduced, I suppose to you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I love that story too, because I just think like, I feel like it's inspirational. I feel like it gives people hope. And, and I also love like, I feel like you might think I'm like making fun of you when we're like like talking about you being a fangirl, <laughs> but I think it is actually like one of your major strengths because you can look at things from like a fan perspective yeah. and from like a business branding perspective. And 
I think that that helps with a, a lot of things, honestly. Well, and it's interesting that you say that because that is kind of like how I sell myself mm. to new clients because I feel like me knowing them and watching their television show, like the yeah. TV show that they were on already gives me so much background about the Mm -hmm. person that it helps me pitch you to brands that make sense of things that you talk about on the show and things like that. So it's, it's interesting because when people come to me and I don't know you, I actually find it harder to secure brand deals. And Mm -hmm. I'm honestly not as excited about, about the, I I don't know how to explain it. Like it's just about the relationship. I mean, like, I guess it's like, I want, like, I'm such a fan of, of these people. So I want to help them more mm-hmm. yeah, or something like that. And like, it turns into like fans to friends, like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. like definitely, but. Well, and, no. And I think like, because it is a working relationship, like it's not just your coworkers or boss and client or whatever. Like it's a, it's a relationship. And yeah. um, I've definitely worked with uh, other people who specifically don't watch the show because they don't want to, um, you know, have any bias or anything towards them. And I understand that perspective as well, but then you are kind of missing out on like, well, what, what do people know this person for, right? Like what is important to this person? Um, and I think that's really important. All right, so we're going to take a short break right here because I've got a new sponsor of the podcast that I think some of y'all are going to be very excited about. It is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. And I know you probably think I'm like talking about some kind of a bar or something, but I'm talking about cereal. (laughs) And I know as kids growing up, we probably like loved cereal. It was like one of... I mean, for me, I would have it every morning, but it was also full of a ton of sugar and things that we probably shouldn't really be eating. Um, And so Magic Spoon has those amazing flavors that you love, like cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, but without all the bad stuff. It's got 11 grams of protein from a milk protein. And it honestly, it it does taste very good (laughs) and makes me like kind of have a little bit of a flashback to my childhood. So you can go to magicspoon.com slash Taylor to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code Taylor at checkout to help save you $5 off of your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. So you really don't have a, <laughs> nothing, nothing to lose here. So you might as well go for it. Again, that's magicspoon.com slash Taylor and use the code Taylor to save $5 off. So thank you so much to Magic Spoon for sponsoring this podcast. Super happy to partner with y'all. And I really hope that some of our keto listeners um, take advantage of this really fun offer and check out Magic Spoon. And with all that said, we can now get back to the show. Um, I feel like this episode is going to be also for folks who are maybe getting off the show, like from the last two seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette. (laughs) I've already had several conversations of like how things work and how people do things. Um, So can you share a little bit about like the difference between a manager and an agent? Because a lot of folks don't really understand what the difference is. Well, and I think the hard part is you can be both. Like I, okay, so like when I think of a manager, and I'm still learning every single day as well, but when I think of a manager, I think of someone that's trying to constantly grow you every single day and help you with your content strategy. If you need a photographer or videographer, like they can help you with that. Like they're constantly pitching you. You're going to them 
for any sort of advice that has to do with your career in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and putting you hopefully, and again, I only started my management company a couple of years ago. Don't almost qualify years yourself. Ago at this point. Don't qualify yourself. Okay. Well, I want to say I want to get to a point where I can also, where I can put more of my clients in contact with the right people. Like, I think I'm, mm-hmm. when it comes to wanting to start a TV show or yeah. I don't know how, modeling, modeling mm-hmm. is something that is kind of unknown to me that I want to learn more about because I think as a manager, your client should be able to come to you and you can point them in the right direction. Oh, I yeah. want to be... I want to write a music video. I want to write a book. And like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. Like I can do it. Do I (laughs) I know? Like, like, I can do it. But like, I, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, give me a couple of years, but because like, I'm only meeting more and more people in order to like make those happen and understand like even who I trust and who I would (laughs) want you to write a book with and who the right publishers are. Like, it's just, I feel like that is what I mean maybe by a little bit more time of like learning the ropes of that yeah. stuff versus an agent might be the people. And this is the route that I've had to do recently, which I feel super blessed to do, to be able to even say this, but the people that I actually, like, I just don't have as much time to give mm-hmm. you one-on-one advice. And I'm still happy to pitch you to brand opportunities and to see what I can do in that realm. Mm-hmm. But I just don't have as much time to be your first person that you call when you wake up and want to figure out what you're posting today. Like, and 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 sit on FaceTime with you all day doing emails together. (laughs) Yeah. Like, well, and that's like a different level probably. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) I think you gave those expectations to a few people right off the bat and it didn't, you know, like, let's, I'm just kidding. Um, Yes. Yes. But no, and I think, and I think I'm still, learning kind of my boundaries yeah with people and also growing my business where I can honestly be everything to Mm -hmm. a lot of people but maybe just not me personally but people who I hire so how do you determine this is a question I get too because I think people I mean people want to feel valued right they want to feel like the person that they're sharing their money with right is someone that is going to have their back is someone that is going to pay attention to them right and I know it's been really shitty there have definitely been times where I felt like you know the people that I was working with uh really didn't care about me personally or prioritize me in any way and again I have some kind of understanding around you know I don't have a million followers like I get I'm not going to be front of mind, but still wanting to feel like someone really like was on my team and had my back. Um, and for that, you know, people will kind of compare and look around at like, well, how many clients does that person have? How many people does that person work with? And the way that I've explained it is like, well, you have a bunch of people that you work with, but there's only a small portion that you work with on more of like a managing type of style. And everyone else is like, well, if a brand is looking for XYZ and you have a contact with that influencer, then you're going to bring them that deal and see what they want to do with it. Right. See if it's a match. Um, I don't know if you would explain that any differently. I mean, I think, look, like the thing is number one, like I want to say, who am I the biggest fan of? Like in Mm -hmm. terms of who do I, 
I mean, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just, it's very, like, and who appreciates me more? Like, it, I mean, it's like. <laughs> Courtney's also a cancer for those listening. No, Leo. Leo. Oh, Leo. So she, I need to be center. I always, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but, but our like, birthdays are so close. So I always think you're. Yeah. You're We're literally 17 days apart from each other. Yeah. Which is crazy. I just always associate July with cancer. But yeah, you're right, Leo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think the big thing is, is just like who, like who appreciates who mm-hmm. honestly like trusts you and also brings you opportunities. Like, I think it's a two way street. Like if you want me to handle things for you, then like, I also am going to go above and beyond to like, make sure that I also am like doing my side of the you know what I mean? So, like it's a two-way yeah. street. And that's that's been a question. That. Yeah, that's been a question of, you know, do you pitch yourself to brands? Do brands come to you? And it's definitely a bit of a mix. You know, if I see someone that I know do a partnership with a company that I'm like, oh, hey, I would want to work with them, then I'll pass that out to Courtney or I'll slide in their DM. Um, otherwise, it's a lot of brands that slide in my DMs and then mm-hmm. I'm forwarding that over to Courtney. And, you know, for people who are coming off of a show or who are wanting to um, expand and, and find people to work with, you know, I think like you said, it's a two-way street, right? And it's about building that relationship because it yeah. is not like you work for me, I work for you. Like, I, I think you got to really be a team about it and yeah. be open to sharing those resources because it's just going to help better network for both of you. Yeah. Well, and I think it's also kind of, you know, I had an, an interesting experience, which I think will kind of show you a little bit into the business or show the listeners a Ooh, little bit into the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have a story because it was kind of recent and I am so invested in my company and my clients and do genuinely care so much that sometimes it's hard because I get like emotionally involved and mm-hmm. upset about things actually. But you know, I had pitched someone and for for this alcohol brand and it Speaking was Speaking of which, a, did we ever hear back about that non alcoholic brand that no. I was gonna work with? Okay. Mm-hmm. Shame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, another problem where if it's such a huge brand, you guys, it's almost impossible. I mean, it's so hard to find the agency or are they doing it directly? But that's like a whole nother story. Well, hey, everyone go comment on everyone go comment on Heineken US Instagram page and let them know that I want to promote their non-alcoholic. Yeah. And then we'll find their agency that way. Yeah. Then we'll find the contact. And yeah, I like that please support us. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to take a short break right here to talk about our mental health. Okay. Because we've got a wonderful sponsor of the podcast. Y'all already know it is better help. And not only is this sponsorship geared towards our listeners and clients, but also for therapists. So BetterHelp is actually hiring right now in all 50 states because so many people have been using BetterHelp. So it's a platform that I love and want to encourage y'all to check them out because it's actually licensed professional therapy from licensed professional counselors. And they specialize in 
all kinds of different areas, whether it's depression or grief or family conflict or relationships or sleeping or trauma. Anything that you share is confidential, it's professional, it's affordable, and they also offer financial aid. So be sure to check that piece out because I know sometimes therapy is not always the most affordable. Uh, And I really just want y'all to start living happier lives. (laughs) Like, why not start today? Uh, You can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash talk about it. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash talk about it. And now with that fun little reminder to take care of our mental health, we can get back to the show. Resume storage. I'm sorry. Um, no, well, there was, I'll be quick, um, but there, there was an alcohol brand and like I specifically pitched one of the guys and he's not exclusive to me, which means that he can technically work with other managers, other agents to secure him deals, which the reason why I'm okay with that is because I can't, I don't bring him work multiple times enough to be a sustainable income. So Mm -hmm. I am okay with him working with other people. What happened was I pitched him. They reached out direct to him. He sent it to another agent, got the deal, posted on Instagram. That's how I found out he got the deal. And it was really interesting (laughs) because I think it goes to show you that it's like there's I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, I know. Sorry, the story. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to cut this out, but I'm just no. Forget the point. (laughs) No, I think. I mean, this is something that like we've definitely discussed. Where like, oh, why you bring deals? Why Mm -hmm. you bring? Why he would bring? Like, it'd be nice if he told me so and so reached out. Did you happen to pitch me? Because why is this like great brand? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, there, there's, (laughs) it's. It can be kind of tricky, honestly, because there are so many moving parts. And sometimes the brands like, you know, you've had situations in the past, too, where you'll pitch someone and then the brand will just reach out directly to them and not even go through you to like to do the deal, even when you've explicitly said I work directly with this person. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about like the branding piece, because I think this is super important and something that both. Um, influencers and listeners would be interested to hear because I think over the last year and a half, I've gotten really, really specific on what my brand is. And over the last two and a half years since ending my relationship with the show, I decided I will no longer give any fucks to appease the fans of the show. I'm going to be myself in every aspect of how I show up in this space. And I know I'm going to lose followers because of it, but I also hope that I'm going to create and curate more of a safe space and a space that is more in alignment with who I actually am. And that just felt natural and that felt very freeing for me personally. But I think there's also a bit of a game that people have to play when they do get off of the show in order to actually grow that initial attention that they're getting, right, in order to, quote, remain relevant. Um, And I want you to talk a little bit about just like the importance of actually branding yourself and why that's so important. Yeah, I mean, the the number one thing that I will say, and again, it depends on what your goals are after the show. Like, do you, like, if you want to be a social media influencer, you should brand, right? But Mm -hmm. it's a lot, 
it's tough because when I think of someone branding, I am coming from a manager agent where I'm saying, okay, what's going to be able to appeal you to the most amount of brands in stuff that you actually like, mm-hmm. like if you want to work with North face, are you posting outdoorsy photos? Probably every other photo. Like yeah, in the I just woods, got flashbacks. Hiking. I just got flashbacks to Mean Girls in middle school with that. Oof. With North Face. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that was a thing. <laughs> that was, I the went me- to all girls school. You had to have a North Face to fit in. Yeah, South Carolina middle school. It was all the all the Mean Girls were wearing the North Face, and I was like, I need. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I feel like that is like a, that was like a high school thing for me, but. Yeah. I think the thing is, is that it depends what sort of brands are kind of your dream brands to work with. And that's kind of where I always start the conversation because I want to hear like when you think of your favorite brands that you want to partner with like every day and right when you come up with like 10 names, well, what is their brand and what do you think they would look for Hmm. post wise, like content wise? Mm-hmm. for their campaigns. And it's interesting to even say it like that, but that kind of helps me track backwards with figuring out what your brand even is by telling me which brands you like. Hmm. So that's what I like to kind of start with is like <clears throat> trying to figure out there because if you just say, what do you like? Yeah. It's really hard to come up with a brand. Like it depends, but like, mm-hmm. unless if you're, I'm trying to even think, like, because people will be like, I like fashion. I'm like, well, you know how many, like, I, I mean, you just, like, what do you do with that, you know? And if yeah. you like fashion, like, if you do like fashion, are you posting reels of, like, fashion-type stuff? Because I'm awful with fashion. But yeah, <laughs> stuff every single day or, like, a how-to or, like, different sort of creative things that have to do with fashion. Are you doing a weekly try on haul? Like if you're not doing those things, you're not a fashion influencer today. Like this girl's like, do you have beauty influencers? And like, it's really hard to think of that because all these girls wear makeup, but do they do makeup tutorials? Do they talk about their favorite beauty products? Like it's an interesting thing to be like, oh, I like this stuff, but are you showing people that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you showing people that? Because if you're not showing people that in feed, in feed, then are you doing that? No. And I say that because people will be like, oh, I love food. I cook every week and it's just in their stories. Well, if I go to your page, do I see that you like food or mm-hmm. cooking? I mean, yeah, you could have a cooking reel for sure. For, I mean, yeah. um, I do uh, highlights. Highlight. Yeah. But are people, are brands scrolling through all that to watch it? Probably not. Like they're looking, oh, does she post about food? And let me tell mm-hmm. you, like, there's definitely a pretty way to yeah. talk about food indeed. Well, I do have in my bio that I'm like a plant farm nerd. And we did get that deal with corn, which I was so happy about and yeah. actually was slightly confused by because I had definitely slid in their DM months before. And then we saw them do a partnership yeah. with Becca, ex-bachelorette. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, <clears throat> um, they got money. <laughs> I was like, can we, can we partner? 
Um, but that was one I was really happy about because, yeah, I don't post about food a lot in feed, but I do do it a lot in stories and I do do it in highlights. And I have like in feed on occasion, but that was one partnership I was really excited about. And happy well, and about. I think, yeah, and I think that that shows too, it's like once you get one partnership in food, I think that that helps kind of lead it to everybody else. Like, you know, it mm-hmm. helps you with everything else. Oh, yeah. Once I post one thing about vibrators, all the other vibrator companies want to no. work. And it's, tr- and it's true. And I even find that when clients are posting ads, like all the time, and like, you're kind of one of them. And like, a few of my other clients that are very busy with posting ads and content, like they're the ones that people are coming to first all the time, because yeah. they see that they're so active. And like, that's the other thing is it's about being active and consistent mm-hmm. on yeah. social, if you want this to be your full time job. So what are your thoughts on influencers? Yes, branding is important, right? And people need to be active on social. But what do you notice or what are your thoughts on some of the influencers that you work with in terms of how they talk about or post about current events that are going on? Because I think a lot of influencers try to just stick directly to their brand. And a lot of times, you know, if their thing is about food, it's not really like they're going to be covering, you know, current events or um, background, yeah. right, on, you know, yeah. food deserts and and that kind of stuff, right? They're just posting like pretty cute food content, right? So like, yeah. how do you work with or see people engaging in what their brand is versus current events? Or like, how often do you actually see that part of their brand is also current events, like real life shit that's happening in our you know, wild world? It's interesting because I feel like, and I hate to say this, but I think majority of influencers brand is not to discuss current events because mm-hmm. Instagram is some sort of highlight reel to them, yeah. right? It's their highlight reel of their life. And they, a lot of times they don't share when they're struggling or their tummy hurts for three days or they have COVID, mm-hmm. which like, why would you not share that you have COVID? That is like a great, I mean, in any, if, oh my God, that sounds so bad. It is a great, but like, it's something where like, it, it like you are relatable to people in that second. And mm-hmm. like, it is okay to take judgments from people. Mm-hmm. When, you know, like when, because that's what people are scared of. They're scared of the judgments. They're scared of the backlash. They're scared of people DMing them, sharing yeah. their opinions. So <laughs> I think it's hard because you are one of a kind that will speak out and talk about it. That's what you're, but that's what you're known for. And I also think that that's what differentiates you from a lot of influencers. That's why you get opportunities that a lot of influencers don't because you do speak about things I mean mm-hmm. it's interesting because I, I think a lot of people will be like I don't like Courtney I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do and I'm like if you don't feel comfortable saying something I even say don't do it but I, I mean you will see that we will that we do see differently on that but I do feel like if you're a in the public eye, not educated about something. 
and you can we've seen a lot of people get a lot of press hate when they do speak up about something because that's the world we're in mm-hmm. that sometimes that is why people stay quiet yeah it is but it's also like well that's how you learn things you know like you're not going to be an expert in every topic especially if it's not something that you've personally experienced and like to stay in that place of comfort doesn't get you anywhere really, you know, and I'm going to share, there was another member of Bachelor with over a million, white blonde chick, um, and she had done a Q&A and what she shared about things going on at the Capitol last week, um, there was a Q&A and someone said, uh, what are your thoughts on yesterday? Please tell me, please don't tell me you don't care. And she said, I think what happened yesterday is disgusting and shameful. The last year has just been one thing after another. And I think there are many people that just really can't handle everything going on and take care of their mental health at the same time. I struggle with feeling like I should speak up, but also know whatever I say isn't going to be good enough for some people and they're going to pick it apart. And I'm also not really sure I can handle that. So for now, maintaining a sense of normalcy on my social media is what's best for me. Hope you guys understand. I decided to engage in conversation with this person um, who did not respond, didn't open it, but I know, I know that she has seen what part, the the beginning part of what I said, I know she has seen. Um, So what I said in response, I said, even if what you say gets picked apart, it's an opportunity to learn. And the effort and risk you take to say anything still means something. The quote normalcy on here can feel gaslighting to folks and it just keeps you in a place of comfort. It's okay to be upset, sad, scared, and whatever else. It's okay to get a little bit of backlash for speaking up for what's right, even if you don't say it in the best way. It sends a loud, clear, a loud, clear message to folks when you don't say anything. I'm here for you, and I hope to see you find the courage to say something, even when it might not be to your, advan- to your advantage or is a little scary. I thought that was a nice message. I do, too. I <laughs> um, do, too, for sure. And no response, no engagement from that. Um, and then she had posted another story uh, with a Q&A, and someone had said, like, you voted for Trump, and her response was like, no, false. Like, why do people keep asking me that? And Which, like, to- I'm even surprised she answered that, though. Like, if you don't want to be, I'm just saying, like, kind of back to what I'm saying, like, if you don't want to engage, then don't even answer these questions. And mm-hmm. then that's one thing. But if you're going to decide to say something, then there's your opportunity to say something. Don't just be like, I'm still going to go around the bush, beat around the bush and not say anything. Yeah. Like, that's all. That's, like, where I mm-hmm. will. Yeah. Agree. But I think what's, like interesting here because you know even the things that we saw happen at the capitol even just the way that things have excuse me gone the last four years like we do see that social media influencers do have an impact like i hate the word influencing you know but it really is that like you really do influence people's lives with what you share on social media and having a platform is a fucking responsibility like it's not it is yeah, like even if you're just sharing fashion stuff, like you still have some kind of responsibility to the people yeah. that are not only helping you make fucking money, but are even giving you the opportunity to be able yeah. to monetize in the first place. Um, 
And I mean, I know you and I, we've we've talked about it a little bit, but I mean, anytime I post something, um, you know, that is not in this highlight real fashion, I will lose thousands of followers, like on the regular. (laughs) And I was trying to explain that um, last week when everything was happening at the Capitol, the insurrection, um, and people were like so, so surprised by that because I was trying to make a point of like, when people aren't saying anything and you're still supporting them with your follow, you're allowing them to continue to monetize off of their silence and to actually support people who are speaking up and who are using their platform in a responsible way uh, because we will get punished for that from, you know, the typically speaking, you know, from the bachelor fan base, um, who really just like, can't take it, which is fine. You know, people don't have to follow. Um, but I'm I'm wondering, you know, how you view that, like as a manager working with someone who (laughs) isn't necessarily doing things in favor of, of their engagement, right? Like it, I would do much better (laughs) gaining followers and maintaining followers if, I was not saying all the shit I say on a regular basis. I mean, I feel like though that the follower thing actually is like the most annoying thing that people talk to me about. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like at the end of the day, if you have 10 K followers or a million K follower, a million K, a million (laughs) followers, if you don't have a brand or a thing or whatever, you could have the same sort of influence. Like if you have 10,000 followers, you could technically have the same amount of influence that someone that has 5 million followers has. And it all, and the reason why I say that is because it's all about how you're getting to know your audience. So if you're losing followers because it's something that you're speaking up against, they're not the ones buying your toothbrush anyway today. Like, I mean, that's really, I mean, really, they're not the ones that are listening to you for that sort of advice. And I could be wrong, but I, I feel like for the most part, those are the people engaged are the ones that are following you and stand behind most of mm-hmm. your values. And they don't even have to stand behind your values, but support you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to always see eye to eye on every single thing. No, but mm-hmm. listen, I mean, have the conversation, you know? Yeah. Well, how do you think people who are following different influencers, content creators, on social, how they can best support people. In terms of just like, well, because we're talking about, (laughs) well, because we're talking about like followers, right. And like everyone, I mean, the, the farther off the show that you've been, the more followers that you lose. And it does become like people go and they're like fucking panic over it. And they're like, Oh my God, I'm losing like thousands of followers every week. And like, what do I need to do? People will then start buying followers to make sure that they, you know, stay at their 1 million mark or whatever it is. Um, and it does become such this thing. Um, even though it sounds like also it's important to just have the engagement, right? Just having people active. So what kind of engagement is what people should prioritize in order to fully support influencers in the way that we need? I mean, I think commenting, tagging friends, telling you about them, buying products from them, being nice when they have stuff to say, like 
you know, I mean, if someone's going to say something to uh, Taylor, you can help back her up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's my new segment, practicing allyship, where yeah, like you someone's harassing me or just saying stupid ass shit that I've already discussed on my page yeah. and is like, well, saying white people is racist, then here, other white people that follow me, you can go engage and practice your allyship. Again, allyship is when it is not convenient for you. It is when it is not to your advantage to engage. Exactly. And that's what I said to the other person that message, you know, I hope you find the courage to say something, even when it might not be to your advantage. Um, because that is actually practicing allyship. So yeah, that's my new segment because, uh, people are not entitled to my energy or my knowledge. And that when they coming at me like that with all that, no. (laughs) Well, I think too, like, you know, I, I am going to like stand up for the fact where like, you know, you like, we want fans to support as well, but let's blame the Instagram algorithm a little bit too. Like it sucks. I have like, to be naked. I have to. Well, yeah. And like, well, and I think like also, well, that's what is shitty. Number one. Like if I follow all these people, I want to see all their posts, even if it's an ad, <laughs> Like I want to see all their posts. That's why I felt like, Remember years ago, it's like you would be able to see everything and you would just yeah. catch up to the last one. I like that. Like, that's yeah. fine. Like, I, because literally I see like no people's from high school stuff ever because it's just all my clients like on my feed all the time. But like, I would love to see, I mean, even some of my good friends, it's like, I don't see their stuff anymore. It's so yeah. weird. So yeah. um, that's, real, but like, honestly, I just always tell like all influence on like content, uh, content, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just you're and and this is what I tell you too you give three and you take one you give three pieces of fun content or knowledgeable or impactful teaching them something whatever you want to do for your three posts and then take one that's your ad but like I still think your ads are impactful so (laughs) yeah I mean I try to make them that way (laughs) yeah but um no I think that you know, fans is a way to support. It's really just commenting and being Mm -hmm. there. And yeah, I feel like sharing, like sharing is a, is a huge, huge piece of that, that helps support because when you share it and you tag me, you're then sharing it with your whole audience who might not have ever seen me before. And then someone from there might share me somewhere else. Um, so sharing, I think, is a huge piece. Saving the post. That's posts. interesting. Yeah, a lot. Actually, a brand told me the other day that that's helpful, that they look at all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. never, I actually had never heard of that because it makes sense. Yeah. Because you no. can bookmark all the posts that are interesting to you now. Yeah, so feel free to bookmark my ads. Um, <laughs> and honestly, no, I wish I wish people would do that because a lot of times I'll post something and then, you know, literally the next day or week or whatever, I'll get like, hey, do you still have a code for that? What was that code? And it's like, well, when I post something, feel free to screenshot it so that you have the code on there yeah. or save the post so that you can refer I back to it and see, oh, this was the code. This was the company. And then be sure to check the link in my bio because sometimes I will have links there for things that you probably yeah. are going to DM me for, but that you could have found your answer for right there. Um, which is also something that brands should pay for, but don't necessarily. I mean, sometimes there's like a 30 day, you know, put the link in bio kind of a thing that brands will pay extra for, but, um, <laughs> but not, not really everything that I have in there, um, are things that like 
people will frequently ask me about. Um, yeah. So that definitely helps. And yeah, the sh- the sharing piece, honestly, like that's how a lot of like major influencers who have done things really organically, right, and not been on any kind of show and not put True. like paid ads or whatever, like that's how they've expanded because they were sharing something authentic and vulnerable about themselves and then people really resonated with it and then they shared it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and that's another, another interesting thing of how, why you become, why you be impactful with your content too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So really hit home there, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one one of the last things I wanted to make sure that we talked about because we were talking about this this morning and I was like, I feel like people should know this um, <laughs> because in the past I've posted, you know, let me know what partnerships have been your favorite. Have there ever been any partnerships that I've done that you weren't in agreement with and you didn't like that I did and that you thought was problematic because I want to know that information too, because I do try to be really thoughtful and intentional about the partnerships that I do and make sure that the brands are in alignment with me. Um, but I also think, you know, given the fact that what, what would you say my, my branding is Courtney, how would you like pitch (laughs) me? What are the things that make Taylor, that make Taymoka? I mean, I'm (laughs) your like little headline, I think is like, ABC's The Bachelor slash psychotherapist slash plant-based slash sexologist or slash could be cat lover, depending on the brand. No, but those are like, I would say the main things I think about. Oh, and then activist. Recently, more and more brands care about that. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the amount of brands even that are in alignment with those things, right, with psychotherapy, with being a sexologist, with um, social justice, with animal stuff, uh, even with food stuff, is pretty limited. It's a pretty niche um, branding area, you know, if you're doing beauty, yeah. you've got so many different makeup brands to work with. If you're doing fashion, you've got so many different, you know, if you're just staying really generic and you're just a pretty girl on Instagram, yeah. you know, there's a variety of things that you can be selling to people. Um, and I think a lot more opportunities to monetize on that. And the one piece of feedback that I had a conversation with someone about um, on Instagram was their feedback was that one of the things that they didn't necessarily like was where they would see me promote two products of the same kind, but of different brands. And that that was confusing for them because they felt like, well, is this not the you know natural deodorant that I use or do I use the other natural deodorant? And part of what I shared was, you know, well, depending on the day, I'm, I might use both. And, you know, certainly there are competition agreements within a partnership, right? Where um, you might have 30 days, you might have 90 days, right? You're going to have some kind of um, exclusivity period. And (laughs) because mine is so specific, you know, when when it comes to sexual health, at least, which is one of my favorite things to talk about and to partner with brands on, um, it, it feels... I don't know. I struggle with it because I'm like, I just want to be able to post all of them because I support all of them and I'm in alignment with all of them. And then it feels like you use all of them and I use use all of them. Um, You know, so sometimes it's like, oh, well, 
now do I have to pick? And then does that look like, you know, I'm not saying true to one because I'm using the other when in reality, like if some, you know, million follower white blonde chick from the show is Sharon Revolve, but then is also Sharon, you know, Sheen or whatever, like, are we then questioning like, oh, well, what, what? Well, so. So Taylor, this was interesting because I did bring it up on a call yesterday because I I did like that comparison. But it was interesting because, like, if you think about this, it 100% makes sense. People buy clothes every day, and there's never enough clothes that you can buy. But when you think about, like, no, I mean, you can never have enough lube or vibrators or condoms. But apparently, according to research, people only buy, like, because they're expensive, they only own, like, two to three vibrators versus this is 100 yes. or, like, 20 jackets like this. That is very valid, and that so is also why yeah. it's really important to me that we do have some kind of discount or giveaway that we're providing people with because yeah. they are supporting me, and the only reason I'm able to even do a partnership is because I have their support and I'm able to monetize the platform in the first place. But, yeah. yeah. I thought that that was interesting, though, because I, like, you don't really, I don't know. Like, I didn't really look at it like that, but it's true. Like, if you're spending over $100, it's, like, how many sex toys do you really want to buy or whatever it is? But I mean, you have like 30 of them. <laughs> I mean, and there's a lot. Yeah, but there's also like other ones that I don't have that like I'm so curious to try out and like yeah. have heard great things about. And you can use different toys for different things. So it's like, I don't know. I was just trying to think about it where I was like, damn, you know, there's not a lot of people in my position that look like me, that have the background that I have, both in education and in public reality space, um, who are talking about the things that I talk about, who are able to partner with brands in this way, to where I just felt like, oh my gosh, like, why should I not be allowed to do all of them? Yeah. And, you know, we, I, I talked about this on my Instagram story. Well, maybe you're starting your own little boutique. <laughs> You know, we ain't got time for that. I wish. <laughs> nope. I wish. But it is. Any, it if is anyone wants to help out. <laughs> yeah. Please email us. Yeah. But I, I was posting on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw this story um, where I was sharing like my most excited partnerships that I had over the year. Wait, I'm sorry. You didn't think I saw your story? <laughs> well, no, I'm laughing because I feel like that's like one of the things where like I do do because I make sure to screenshot every single brand that all my clients talk about and then send it to the brand like right away. <laughs> so I'm always like, uh, you don't think I saw that? At least you. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then you saw my stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically saying, I mean, in 2020, like I did some of like my favorite partnerships ever and yeah. did all of those with you. And, you know, I definitely made the most money this year that I've ever made in my whole life. And I think because we're a boss ass bitchin' team, um, more money than I even made coming straight off the show, even when I was a couple and couples make bank. I didn't really make bank though. I like really didn't, (laughs) but also maybe because I was traveling a lot. I don't know. Um, but I think, when I was looking over all of like my partnerships and stuff, we did over a hundred partnerships this year. 
to make it's the so amount insane. to make the amount that I made did over a hundred partnerships and you could do what three posts with someone with a million or even seven five hundred k to be able to make what I made under no more than five posts to be able to make that right depending no it depends who you are depends who you are but several from bachelor see and i i kind of like differ because i feel like you're so unique now where like we can price point you higher because of the impact that you're now making like i feel like when i first started working with you your sales actually weren't even great and then as you started opening up more with your audience and being consistent i think people started to trust you more and you started getting better and better and better with sales, I mean, too, in terms of also consistency. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's interesting. I mean, I have a client of mine where I started working with her right off The Bachelor recently. And I think when she, when she started, she actually wasn't doing that well. But now that she's, now that people are starting to get to know her more and understanding her brand, then she's actually been doing fairly well. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because I think that it's just like your best friend. It's like, how, how getting to know them, when are you going to start trusting them with their advice of what to do? Yeah. So it's kind of like, I mean, I always, this kind of could be a, a topic for the beginning of the podcast, but it's interesting. Cause it's like the more that you can make your fans or followers feel like they're your friend, then the better you'll probably do with brands. And this is also where like, I don't think people really realize the weight of this responsibility because like things that happen at the Capitol, right? If influencers are sharing certain kind of information to their you know, followers, they're going to believe that information, right? They're going to take a second to digest that information. Um, and there's been way too much misinformation and just fuckery being spread that it's like it doesn't take much to just say this was wrong yeah not that hard to just say uh, this was wrong or or to condemn something right and then go right back to your fucking basic shit yeah because it it people listen people consider you a friend it's a real responsibility and it makes a difference it just really does well and even on top of that, because I, I mean, not really to do with that, but like kind of in the fact of that's why it's so important to me that my clients work with brands that they like, mm-hmm. because I think that when you advertise something that you don't like, you're losing trust with your oh, fans yeah. and followers. So, oh, yeah. I and you don't so like st- shooting it either. Like it's not fun to well, shoot no, that. And like, that's the thing. It's like, okay. So if you don't use that pimple popper, <laughs> but they just want, you know, 3k for a story or something. Yeah. And it, I just find it awkward because I'm like, number one, the people that buy it, like, I feel bad for them. Yeah. But number two, like, are you going to lose trust with your followers that when you actually promote something that you're so excited about that they don't take it seriously and don't buy and then you kind of lose trust with your fans and followers? So that's how I look at it is like even with what you're talking about politics wise and things like that, it's like at the end of the day, you're trying to build a relationship with the people that follow you. But so, see, that's what's fucked up, Court, is that a lot of people don't. 
a lot of people don't look at it like that, though. People don't look at it as I'm building a relationship here. People look at it as, oh, people follow me and I get to make money. Like, they look at it as, like, it's... They're the ones that work with agents. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, How do you think people can, like, spot and see when someone's posting an inauthentic ad? Like, when I think about when I did re- when I did get like fresh off the show up until the last two and a half years, I was posting ads that I wasn't really behind. I was like shooting it and feeling dead inside, literally feeling dead inside and hating showing up to Instagram and feeling fake as fuck, feeling just honestly like shit, feeling like I was trying to play this role and be this person that I really wasn't. And now I'm like fucking pumped to be recording and doing, you know, a Q&A story sponsored by WeVibe on vibrators and answering people's questions and seeing it actually as relationships and not just people that wanted to just take things from me and just wanted to like judge me and I mean that still does happen but it was such a different thing getting off the show versus now of feeling like oh no it is much more of a relationship now and I want to actually like develop and grow this community more to where you can trust the things that I'm bringing to you I'm bringing to you because I think are going to help you either with your mental health your sexual health your uh, physical health you know or challenge your brain in some way or maybe it's just something that's going to make you feel good and maybe something I just fucking enjoy um and to me I mean you know we've talked about um or something that's like practical right like even in my story that I just recorded yesterday that I'm posting today um, about the electric toothbrush. And I was like, this is hella practical. Like we do all need to be using well, an electric toothbrush. Like a, lot, a lot of people promote the brand. So sometimes it is seen as like different, but I think like the other day you were like, wait, like they have, I need a new toothbrush anyway. <laughs> like what? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> you're like, wait, I do want to do that. I do want to do that. Like I do, like I need a new freaking toothbrush. So can I, and it's, I mean, it's yeah. interesting, but I think that that's what's so hard is that you can't always spot what's real and what's not real, Mm -hmm. which is why I feel like I differentiate from a lot of other people in the industry because I try to tell them, hey, look, this person's paying you this. I don't think it's super on brand for you. And I think it's kind of a weird, weird one. Mm -hmm. I do preference it like that when I forward it to my clients. I say, but I will support you if you want to do it. And I will be okay if you don't want to do it. And at the end of the day, it's up to them. I mean, I don't, it just like, that's what's I think frustrating is, is that you don't always know who's not authentic or who's authentic and who's not when it comes to ads. I mean, I mean, you would hope Mm -hmm. that if you see something every single day, it's like, I don't know what they like or not. Like, because at, the, at a certain point you can become an actress, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's what, I mean. And you're people, just a walking billboard. Yeah. Well, when people think that like after the show, you know, they're like, oh, like, is it scripted? And I'm like, I'm not a fucking actress. Just in my intro video, you know, like, can you say your name, where you're from, your age, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm Taylor. I'm from Seattle. I'm, what else did you want? What else am I supposed to say? <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't repeat these things. I'm not an actress. Um, and again, that's where some people might feel, you know, alive doing ads in that way. 
for me, again, like I said, it makes me feel dead inside. Um, but I want to touch just very briefly on this piece because I know it's something that we have talked about in the past of um, looking at how dominated Instagram is by white blonde influencers. And I know you work with a lot of them and I know you also (laughs) do try to diversify your clientele as well. Um, And part of what I was sharing in that story frame, you know, of like, oh yeah, you know, I'll do a hundred partnerships to be able to make, you know, what probably in three months, uh, you know, someone else could, could make. Um, But also of adding to that, that brands are looking for people who have high engagement, who have high follower count to be able to pay them the big bucks. And because the algorithm is racist um, and because the, the whole platform is more geared towards and favors, you know, white blonde mommies and models and whatnot, you do more typically find that black women, people of color, end up having smaller followings. Um, And I'm wondering, Vanessa is trying to FaceTime me right now. Um, (laughs) I wonder how you balance working with the black women that you work with or that you want to work with or that you have worked with um, in terms of- Or men. men, Yes. (laughs) Oh, he's so fine. My God. (laughs) I'm like in love with one of Courtney's clients. Um, but I guess maybe two of them. Kind I was of. like, what's one at one point? But like, I know. It's yes. fine. I'm pretty sure I post about them on my Instagram story, like at least once a week at this point. Yeah. So fine. <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, like wondering what that experience is like for you, because you see the differences, right? And what brands are willing to bring people like money wise. No, I think that's a hard question because I think I want to start by saying that it's already effed up because the white people do have better engagement and more followers. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say, right, that like, do they get paid more? Well, yeah, because they have more story views and whatever and people are more interested in them and blah 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 like I mean it just depends like if you're a dad you know like you might get more you <laughs> fine <laughs> hella hella fine I should have gone on the show <laughs> can y'all imagine this is okay I'm gonna share this I almost went no. on <laughs> no he signed an NDA I didn't say anything, but <laughs> you can't imagine me on a show where, like, I'm doing obstacle courses and shit. Like, that just is I mean, I, we could. I would die. It would be pure entertainment, really. But he's so fine. I would, uh, oh. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, I anymore. mean, it's I'm fine. It it's distracted me. I'm digmatized by him, and I've never even had his dick. <laughs> It's interesting because I do feel like it's sort of my job to educate the brands Mm -hmm. in terms of my client's worth. So that's, I mean, I think after the movement in June, I think that brands have already been a lot better. Um, And so it makes my job a little bit easier when it comes to actually educating and speaking up and saying stuff. 
Um, mm-hmm. It makes me feel, because I mean, I am a white woman. So like sometimes I feel uncomfortable, but I think like if anything you've taught me, it makes me like I do stand up more for my clients of color mm-hmm. um, when it comes to opportunities and I mean, if they're getting paid lower, but like, I think in general, like, I just think that like they deserve like the same amount that my client would get paid. And like, I don't even think of it really like that, but if you point it out and I mean, I feel like I want to hope that it's because of engagement, but I guess you don't know. And sometimes, yeah, but even even again, even if you look at why the engagement is different and who's getting shown in the algorithm, right? Like that to me is where it's like, yeah, frustrating. Well, and it makes me want to stand up more. I don't know. I think that that's, can, can I say this too? Like, Mm -hmm. say it. And I want this, like, it, it's awkward because I also find, how do I like properly say this? (laughs) It's okay to not say it perfectly. Safe space. I just feel like people of color grew up differently where they are more open to taking things sometimes of less money. And it's sad because I don't think that they always see their worth. And the Mm -hmm. reason why I want to say that is because I do have examples where people will say, oh, I'll do something for this much. And like, really, they should know their worth and be doing something more than some of these people that have less following, less engagement. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't know how to like properly say that, but I think like I do want people of color to know their worth and know that they are worth mm-hmm. what other people are getting paid of the same, if not less following. And yeah. I think it's always hard to know that, honestly, because you don't always know everyone's rates and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'll say, because huh. I think that knowing your worth as a person of color, especially during these times, Mm-hmm. is something that people need to know and I have to help fight for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. No, I mean, definitely when I started working with you, I feel like I was getting paid shit and I was not properly like advocating for myself. And that's like been a huge difference for me in working with you of feeling like you believe in me like more than I believe in myself. And like you help me to remind myself of my worth. Um, And I think your statement definitely has truth to it, right? Like, especially for Black women in our society, um, grow up with messages that they aren't worthy, with messages that they are less than. Um, And so to have a brand... Well, they just didn't grow up with that much money. And really, at the end of the day, 8K is still 8K to them. They're like, hell yeah, but really, they should be getting double that. Or whatever it is. You know, I think it also has to do with knowledge of the um, of the of the field, right? Like how we were talking about at the beginning of folks who yeah. are coming off of the show, they have no idea, right? And people are very hush hush about their rates. Yeah. And yeah. when I talk to other people that are coming off the show, I'm like, this is what I make for this kind of a post. This is what my engagement is, um, because I want them to know that that is doable for them and that they have every right to ask for that if a brand is trying to lowball them because it, it will happen. Well, it depends on your demos and all that stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It depends on a lot of factors. I just, I just want to throw that in there. Cause I think sometimes people always think it's all about the followers and engagement. And honestly, it's like, it, if you don't have such a high us following and it's a us brand, like you just might not get a huge offer. If it's a brand mm-hmm. that's targeting all men and you have majority female, like you might get a less offer. Like, and it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with you as a person, but it literally mm-hmm. could just be because of your demos. So like, just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you also have worked with like black women who did not like, who grew, grew up like quite wealthy. I think you told me that, like maybe the area she was from. <laughs> Let's take this out. I def don't want to talk about them. <laughs> like a hundred percent. But what are we okay. at? Let's close off. <laughs> okay. I actually um, think someone, yeah, someone told me that though. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But. Well, yeah, I think it definitely just depends on a lot of factors. And I think that certainly within our country, um, at least, you know, black people, people of color, have been sent messages that they are less than. There is a very real gender pay gap. There's a very real racial wealth gap and pay gap. Um, and I think we do see that reflected on social media platforms. And um, it's also the fact that Instagram is a is a billboard marketplace. It's a marketplace and capitalism on itself is patriarchal and is uh, fucking based in white supremacy. So all of those, all of those things combined, if someone grew up wealthy and knows, you know, they're worth more than 8K or, excuse me, or whatever, you know, I think is going to be different for everyone's situation. But I do think overall that is kind of what we see. And um, it is important for people to know their worth and to advocate for their worth because, you put in a lot of work being on Instagram as a full-time job and it's also a responsibility. So I really do hope that if anything from the last few weeks, the last few fucking years, God, please let it be over, um, that people specifically, you know, the mega influencers, the white women that are on Instagram can say things more. Like just, you can take a little bit of that risk. You are you are well enough off to have someone to help you with PR uh, to where you can educate yourself and, and learn on things, right? Um, even if it is a risk, like it's a risk worth taking because you have a responsibility on this platform. Um, Courtney, I'm so happy that we talked about this today. It's stuff we talk about like every day. Uh, but I know people had questions on and felt like it was important to discuss. Um what do you want to leave people with? Anything for listeners, people who engage with influencers, or for people wanting to be influencers or coming off of a TV show? Um, any last kind of input or advice that you would want to give to either of those populations of people? I think my number one thing is like make sure you're doing your best to be authentic with your followers and to try to show those sides of yourself. I mean, I posted a selfie the other day being, all right, just a reminder, post your selfie, post content today, makeup or not. Cause I think it's important to be like, you can post your true self, like, especially in quarantine and with COVID, no one's wearing makeup. No one's necessarily looking good. Majority of the time. Like, Hey, you still looking good without that makeup. 
<laughs> okay, I put a little on. No, but but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I think that that's my number thing, one thing, like be authentic. And like, you are allowed to say no to opportunities that don't feel like they align with your brand. That's for mm-hmm. influencers. For people that follow, I would say, support your favorite influencers keep tabs of the brands that you actually like. If you don't want to buy them now, buy them later, support their comment when you can. And honestly, like share feedback when you can, like most influencers do check their DMS here and there. They might not respond, but seeing your support supportive messages does help um, Mm -hmm. and is nice. And, um, and you can also feel free to send brands you want to see us work with. Yeah. Someone did that with a bidet and we worked really hard, but they <laughs> want to, they want to pay, they want to pay Conan O'Brien and not me. So, um, I think we did get a little discount, but I'm not getting paid, but <laughs> I'll share it one of these days. Um, well, no, we won't share it cause we're going to find someone that will pay. <laughs> Might take a while. But yeah. Sometimes no, that works. Um, my last question for you, Courtney, is what is the your most favorite partnership that you did in 2020? It doesn't have to be with me. That's like so hard. Because <laughs> there was like a lot of fun ones. And okay, then like your top like, three. Well, I'm trying to think of like which ones I got that I was like so excited about, you know, like off yeah. the top of my head. If you can name like one, then maybe like top three. Hmm. But can I just say brands? Because I don't want to say client yeah. name. Yeah. Um, well, I'm doing this really cool. I'll do a little plug for them. Go check out Taste of Fox on YouTube and go see who's hosting their new cooking slash food show. <laughs> um, but that one was pretty fun um, mm-hmm. coming out literally tomorrow. So that's fun that um, I helped coordinate, make happen. And honestly, I want to be like, I was really excited to work with um, 1-800-Flowers last year because, no, I mean, seriously, they, like... No, I know. (laughs) Although, wait, should we... (laughs) No, but, um... Well, there was two people that I got the partnership for that was fun. Yeah. But for me, at least, because, you know, watch their season on The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So 1-800-Flowers, the Fox News thing... I'm trying to think of like what deals I secured you because like Trojan came your way, but that was like cool. Yeah, Trojan came my way. Plan B came my way. We vibe. I brought, which were my like top three of the year that I really loved working with. But can I say that I branded you so that they would come your way? <laughs> yes. Sure, yes. Well, and that's where it's important where if I'm giving feedback to mm-hmm. if I'm giving advice to my clients like essentially for free, like like yeah. I would hope that if some cool opportunities come your way because of the branding that I'm helping you with, mm-hmm. that um that it's kind of that two-way street a little bit. Yeah. I literally can't think of right now because I don't even want to think about like the ones that like 
I got like that were more like paid well versus like the smaller ones because I feel like I'm equally like anything that's like an actual brand I get really excited about oh yeah one of my clients it was her dream to work with Chili's and I got her a Chili's campaign and she was so fucking excited because I had been trying to track down the woman for a whole year I'm I'm really surprised (laughs) in your top three this one didn't come straight to your head because when I first started working with you you like this has been a dream contact for you to get. I feel like since oh, you no, entered, yeah. And yeah. I remember I would always be like, "No, Courtney, I'm not like that's not going to be me. I'm not going to be the one getting you the Dunkin' Donuts." But, but that's technically 2021. Oh, okay. With Fox, though, okay. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, that's true. I always try to find certain contacts. My next is like McDonald's. Um, why? Because I, like, I love McDonald's breakfast. So like. And I think Courtney, no, don't promote McDonald's. But the the people that really like McDonald's get so excited about that partnership. Oh my goodness gracious. Like if you love it, then it's fine. Yeah, but like the the activist in me is like, this is not where we should be taking capitalism. (laughs) Anything that the responsibility of the platform is not McDonald's. (laughs) Anything that my client actually loves and I get them a partnership for. That makes me excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's truly it. And that's why I do paid partnerships and like want to focus more on like branding is because I want to find your dream partnership and secure. I mean, honestly, well, you don't really support it, but I, (laughs) I won't say it. No, go ahead. Well, no, no, I was really. I, well, I feel like everyone would be curious to know this anyway, but like I was really excited about the WW partnership. That the I what? Got, the WW. And that's what they're called now. The What's partnership WW? for Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, WW, not my jam. Um, last one that I did forget was Savage X Fenty, which was one of my faves that we've done this year. And literally last night, Zach and I were talking and I was like, What's like your dream job? Like if you could do like anything and like it didn't really have to like do with you know money like what would you do and mine like his response was something else I'm not going to share his response but my response I was like I just want to like wear lingerie all day (laughs) I was like I just want to take pictures in lingerie and like that's my job (laughs) so I know well and it's so hard you know the one thing that I've noticed with your partnership with Savage X Fenty is that whenever like I feel like you never can like enjoy that partnership as much because like you're always in a rush to like get me content and I don't know how to explain that but like it's so because we did over a hundred partnerships this year I'm tired yeah but (laughs) you should like you know like have fun with it a little bit dance around (laughs) I'm just I do I do have fun with it and I love it you will you will you will do more um yeah We've got more more of that content coming your way in 2021. Um, but I love you so much. We're going to wrap up. And love you where, too. where can people find you if they want to work with you, if they have questions for you, um, if they want to follow you and all your client tips on Instagram? Yeah. Do you want to get me to 2,000 followers? <laughs> At Courtney, S-Y-L-V-A-N-N-A, Sylvana, my middle name. Um. And let me know if I should like start a little red management Instagram. And I really wonder that because I was talking to a client last week and sometimes I'm just like worried to show like 
all of the partnerships that I've done because in this industry, it becomes very competitive and people get upset if they didn't get a partnership over someone else and things like that. And there's always a reason why that person was picked. So whether there was the demos, the content that they put out there, whatever it is. And so not every every brand is going to want to work with you. No. And I feel like that's the thing is, is that sometimes I worry, but I do feel like people would love to see partnerships sometimes. Absolutely. I would. So So people should just slide in your DM on Instagram, eh? Sometimes I respond. Sometimes not. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's where y'all can find Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Sometimes I respond. Sometimes I don't. Um, Sometimes I don't have the energy for that. But I love you so much. And I'm so happy we did this. And hopefully this was helpful for both content creators, influencers, and um, listeners and followers and everyone. So appreciate your time and your energy and all the things as always. Thank you. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for making it all the way through and keeping your ears, your hearts, and your minds open. It would mean so much to me if you could take a second or two after listening to this episode to leave a review on iTunes and let me know what you're enjoying about the show. I love reading you know, what your favorite episodes are, where you guys listen, um, and definitely feel free to share this with a friend. I mean, part of how we break down the stigmas around these topics is by talking about them, right? And, and sharing them with more people. So definitely share the podcast. Um, and again, really wanting to include all of you in this podcast. So if you have questions or you want to share a thought or an experience, please send in a voice memo to ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I'm really excited to keep having these conversations and uh, breaking down these stigmas. So thank you all so, so, so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing. Help save lives. And so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your generosity.